I'm an only child. Judge me if you want. But because I'm an only child, my mother is a bit obsessed with my life. She is. In her home, you will find boxes of, of relics from my childhood, from my teenage years, even from my adulthood. Every scrap of paper probably has found its way in a box that is now being stored somewhere in her home. It's intense. I must admit, though, there are times in my life where I feel a bit nostalgic, you know? What was little John like back then? So I recently asked her if she had my elementary school report cards. And her response to me was, what year do you want? (laughs) So after some intense negotiations, a little letting of blood, a promising a selling of my soul and my first child, if I should ever have a child, to her, she permitted me to borrow, to borrow my report cards. But they must come back. So these are old school report cards. Uh, currently, the, the grading system is uh, A, B, C, D, E, and F. Um, when I was a young boy, it was um, E for excellent, G for good, S for satisfactory, or U for unsatisfactory. So these are old school. As I was reviewing the report cards from kindergarten to sixth grade, I, I recognized a theme, a commentary, if you will, from my teachers. And the commentary went something like this. John is a good student. He's very helpful um, and friendly. John has a habit of finishing his work before his peers. John becomes very disruptive. (laughs) John lacks patience. John lacks patience. This is true. This is true. This assessment, this truth, has followed me my entire life, even into ministry. There are clergy evaluations that say, John lacks patience in ministry. It's true. It is true. Do you know what I think about patience? I'm going to tell you. I think it's overrated. (laughs) I think it's completely overrated. We all know the adage, patience is a virtue. You know, what else? you know what else is a virtue? Living life like a boss and getting your stuff done. That's also a virtue. <laughs> now, I do under, understand the importance of patience. I do. And there are many forms of patience um, in life. There is the patience of a medical student must embrace as they learn about the human anatomy. Uh, Because one day they will make a diagnosis. One day they may be in an operating room. And precision and accuracy matter, life or death. So please take all the time that you need. (laughs) The patience an artist must illustrate as they create a timeless work of art. Mozart, Bach, Sonia Lucas that mark our souls. 
please take all the time that you need. And then there is the patience of those moments that are beyond our control. When we're setting on 315 North at 515, and you're going nowhere. Nowhere. There is the patience of being in the airport, in the security line, and there are 12 children ahead of you, and they're all still wearing their shoes. You're going nowhere. There's the patience of being in the checkout line of the grocery store behind the woman who you know was born in the 18th century. And the cashier is 16, and it's their first day on the job. That's patience, too. Then there's the patience we have to live into with our families, because we have no control over them either. Patience. Patience. I get it. I understand it. I'm just not very good at it. In today's epistle from James, he tells us, Be patient, therefore, beloved, upon the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop. Be patient. Be patient until it receives the rains. You must be patient. Strengthen your hearts. Beloved, do not grumble amongst yourselves. Do not judge amongst yourselves. Be patient. Endure. The Lord is coming. Like the great Apostle Paul, James also believed that Jesus would return in his lifetime. And like Paul, James also recognized the need to offer words of comfort, words of encouragement, words of of support to the early church. These men and women were being persecuted for their belief. And what they believed was happening wasn't happening. And so out of fear that they might lose faith in God's promise of new life, new creation, out of fear that they might lose faith in Christ Jesus, James offers words of encouragement. Be patient, beloved. Be patient. Like the farmer, be patient. Like that farmer who waits for the first crop, we too today are to be patient. Be patient. Be patient, beloved. When we are patient, we illustrate our faithfulness to God. We truly do. We illustrate our faithfulness to God. Even in in the midst of uncontrollable life situations, we illustrate our faithfulness to God. It's interesting to think about patience as a stance. A stance, as I said, to illustrate your faithfulness to God, but also a stance to illustrate your commitment to one another. I accept you as you are. I accept your failures. I will be patient, and I will love you through it. 
It's also interesting to think of patience as a stance for yourself. For new life takes time. There are so many things in our lives we cannot control. But you can control your faith. You can control your faith in God, your faith in one another, and your faith in yourself. You have that power. As I mentioned earlier, patience does not come easy for me. I live life like a boss. But I have grown in patience. And I've done so because of this church. Planting this church forced me to be patient. Things did not happen as quickly as I had hoped, as I dreamed, as I demanded. I found myself in our community in a long, drawn-out variance process with the city of Columbus. I was very angry, very frustrated. I was not waiting upon the Lord very well. And I wasn't a good leader either. And then I had this epiphany. It seems appropriate right now. This epiphany that this is God's church, not mine. This is God's dream, not mine. God's will, not my will, will be done here on God's time. I came to see myself and all of you like the farmer. Our role is to care for one another. Our role is to nurture one another. Our role is to love one another. That's our role. But God's will will be done on God's time. I took a stance, and I relaxed. And it was awesome. I think when we live in our faith, when we take that stance with God, we have the potential to be at our best, to be kind, to be accepting, to be faithful. God will never abandon us. And when we live in that promise, it changes us, changes our faith. When we live in the knowledge that God is always reaching out to us, is always drawing near to us, willing to see us through those uncontrollable moments of life, I believe we open our hearts to accepting God's blessings. And I believe as we sing today, we allow the new life of the Christ child to enter in. Amen.